previously on Attempted Adventure. It looks like a pocket watch. It is pure gold. The glass is shattered. There are runes and symbols that you can't read. He administers the antidote to the bird. It opens its eyes and looks around you, but seems like it's like fighting against some invisible pain. Billy takes out one of the pieces of cloth. Tears start welling in its eyes. All it said was stolen. Stolen? The watch is more important than the fabric at the moment. How do we fix it? Professor Killigan Wilvian. Well. The Royal Academy. Then we will go there! Set up in a residential area is a carnival. You see metal living mannequins walking around working the carnival. He is staring directly at Isla. Is he following me? He starts walking idly behind you. I wave to him. Just as you're about to look away, its hand goes up and then goes back down. I think that metal man is alive. Should we steal it? Isla is nodding. adventurer are you ready to give it a try so you are waking up pretty early in the morning it's about seven o'clock um and you awake in this abandoned silo the metal mannequin has not moved from its place where you've tied it up and um i assume i think mido has been up for longer than you because of his shortened long rest oh, yeah. what's the plan today we're going to visit who wrote it down i didn't what's his name the professor oh we were we were extremely wildin' at the end of the last session. I I just have like a fever dream memory of it. Like we ended was very a suddenly too. We did end very suddenly. Professor we Killigan. To take a break. Killigan, Killigan Wilvian. William Wilvian. Wilvian. Killigan Wilvian. And actually, I lied. He's not a professor. He's the former artificing pre- professor oh, of pre- the Royal Academy at Markon Kingsland. Oh. I mean... I guess we should go find this man. It, what time is it? 7 a.m. you said? Just about. Yep. Kind of early. It is pretty early. Oh I'm God, not Do you guys want to do brunch? We'll do brunch. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you guys want to get we'll... breakfast? Yeah. I'm in. We're hungry. I don't know who this character is. This is not the character I play in this campaign. Sorry, everybody. Well, what happened to your accent, hey, JP? Would you guys <laughs> like to get breakfast? <laughs> I guess we want to head into... What are we going to do with our hostage friend? I will just put uh, the It's fine. I've kind of I, been wondering that since you took a hostage. I act like you didn't want to take the hostage too. I, I think the record might show. No, actually, I'm not 100 percent sure. It felt like kind of a fugue state. Maybe at the we time. should like. It was. It was definitely me who did the uh, decision making. I said, "Oh, let's go. That let's take that." Yeah, you did help though. You did put it in the cow. But it's okay, I cover. I will cover it with a tarp. No one will know. It, it's not moving. Look at this. It does not move. You and did, I poke it a couple It times. is like canon. You hog-tied the metal mannequin. Well, exactly. How is it going to move now? It's uh, uh, trust like a pig. Is it still, like, 
paying like attention to Isla a lot. Like, do you want to roll a perception check on it once you wake up? Or actually, you're looking for something specific. Uh, roll an investigation. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's One okay. moment. I have to get my dice. Your Isla dice. My Isla dice. Isla dice. That's my. What's a seven? I think. Um. It's an eight, a six. Um, you can't really tell. The position it's in, it's featureless head. Um, you can't tell if it's looking at anything. What it's look if it's looking at you, you can't really tell. Did we have a fire going at any point? I don't know. Is that you like never when said... you camp, do you just like make a fire or no? I mean, you never said you did, and it's summer, so it wouldn't be necessary for your survival. Okay. Do you know what I do have is a disguise kit on me. I'm going to take out, I'm I'm assuming there's like basic makeup, like maybe an eye crayon, like eyeliner. Sure. I take out that and I draw little eyes on the face and give it like a smile. Just <laughs> just so it has a face so it's not quite so horrifying. Yes. I think that's more face. horrifying. <laughs> no, I would argue. I would argue really happy. the fake face is worse. <laughs> No, I, he looks really happy. I can see the fan art now. I give oh, I give him two like buck teeth. Oh my god, I love him. So now we have a robot who's also a friend. Love him. He's still hogtied in the back oh, of your car. He was a hostage. Now he's a faceless. He's a friend. Now he's a friend. What's his oh, name? Only faceless hostages are hostages. All hostages with a face <laughs> is a friend. If they have a face, they are not a hostage. They're first. A you draw a, a circle. <laughs> this whole session is just gonna be us defining what is a hostage. <laughs> Miriam Webster defines, yeah, defines hostage, hostage as Christ. Let's um, go get breakfast. That sounds about so. We're right. leaving, leaving the mannequin. I'm taking my little cart with me. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's just in the back. He's a, yeah. He's under a tarp so in no the back of the cart. Him. Understood. Do I? We have Camille, right? Yes, you okay, do have cool. Camille. Yep. So. Everybody roll a, just a straight intelligence check. Twelve. Seven. <laughs> oh, dirty 20. That's a seven for me. So Mike, seven, Allie, 12, Amanda, 20 something. Yeah, dirty 20. Dirty 20, and Matt. Seven. Seven. Billy, you remember when you were coming up the main strip from the entrance from the the forest, a bunch of people coming your way from what seemed like a few blocks over, absolutely full, carrying doggy bags from a restaurant. <gasps> awesome. And um, Isla and Jean-Pierre probably too, you both recognized the logo on the doggy bags of a tavern that you had both been familiar with from the last time you were in town. I know this cute little place we can go to. Everyone follow me. And I skip. We follow her. Very excited for mimosas. We skip. You skip. On your way to the tavern that uh, Isla and JP both know of, you pass by the broken down and pretty empty carnival grounds. It seems like most of the carnival workers are still asleep in their tents, though residents are getting up and getting about their days walking along the streets, so you are not nearly alone in the city. Um, And it only takes you maybe 25 minutes to get from the silo to the tavern. And it is a very big building in comparison to a lot of the buildings in town. Most of these buildings are pretty small, one or two stories, very narrow because they fit a lot of buildings into this town. 
Um, it's a very, very old town and they've rapidly expanded it. So there's modern buildings mixed in with older buildings from when this was a much smaller city. Um, and you arrive at this tavern and as people go in and out of the big swinging double doors, the smell wafting through is so enticing. Um, do you enter? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, tie Camille off at the sorry, hitching post. Yeah. It's on the, it's on the corner of a block. Uh, it's one of these weird misshapen blocks that have just come in kind of made as the city has grown. Yeah. Um, so you tie Camille off uh, at a post on the corner and enter the building. And you are greeted by two gnomes in little blue aprons. And one of them says, howdy, folks. Welcome to... Uh, Hmm. What's a good name for this tavern? Schlimby's. Welcome to Schlimby's. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, table for four? Yes, please. I okay. Count. The gnome walks around the back of a hostess station and pulls out four menus that are about the size of their torso. Um, and they walk off as the other gnome standing there takes their place and gets ready to greet the next customer. Um, and they walk you back kind of close to the far back corner of the building where there is a seat that is in a corner, or a table that is in a corner with four chairs and uh, overlooking the block in a large bay window. So you're seated in this beautifully lit area uh, in this very warm, wonderful smelling tavern full of happy people. Can I? Really picturing a New York style restaurant. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah. it feels very like New Yorky. Yeah. New Yorky. Can I do an investigation check to see if there's anyone like from the carnival at the definitely at the place? It's crit fail. Oh, uh, you, you close your desperately eyes. search every single person's piece of clothes to the best of your ability to see if you see that emblem and you do not see anyone. Um, but the woman next to you, as you are looking over her lapel and looking for any sign that she is from the the carnival catches you glancing at her and she says hey my eyes are up here lady (laughs) (laughs) sorry just looking yeah keep it to yourself i can't help it what's your name uh my name is sheila (laughs) that reads (laughs) anyway i'm gonna you know keep having breakfast with my son so uh, go about your business yeah i like touch isla's shoulder and just like don't look at her just read the menu sorry 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 yeah i shove the menu in my face okay Sheila turns around and continues having a lovely breakfast with her son. What's his Manda son's name? Amanda manifested us ask. into Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what looks good on the menu? Uh, this Here place, at Schlimby's. Here at Schlimby's. Uh, you know, local favorite. Can I get the Schlimburger Extreme? <laughs> it's actually a pretty vast menu. Um, JP, it's surprising to you that there are so many things on this menu, and the rest of you, there are things on this menu you've never seen before. It's kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of different cultures put together. It's uh, definitely like fusion food, uh, which, which is pretty rare in this country because like, it's a country built of smaller communities that still have their own ways. So like, it's it's unlikely to see like a Conestry famous soup bowl uh, mm. with a Marcon twist on it, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, like, there's all kinds of, like, Conestry-esque foods. There's old Listethriol foods. There's, like, New Age um, recipes and things like that. It's pretty hipster um, as far as this world goes. 
So you would see like huevos rancheros, but like the fantasy version. Fantasy eggs. Ranch eggs. Yes, <laughs> ranch eggs. Uh, and you would see like um, home fries and soup bowls, but you would also maybe see like fried fish and things like that. So old stuff, new stuff, high-end stuff, mid-grade stuff. It's a vast menu. Like I said, this is a really large building in comparison to a lot of the buildings in the area. Ew. The server is walking up to your table as you say that. <laughs> um, she's a human woman with curly red hair that's kind of pulled back in a ponytail that's already starting to lose some strands. And she seems already pretty like run down for the early morning. It seems like they open pretty early and you are far from her first table that she's seen. And as she is walking up, flipping her notepad out, getting ready to greet you, you say, Ale. And she's like, okay, 7 a.m. Ale. Anything else? So Good morning, so everybody. Like- Good morning. Just really quick for my sake. Yeah. Is she beautiful? Whoop. She is. Is she, mm, different word, enticing? Am I attracted to her? She she has food, so probably in character for you. As the rest of your party sits around the table, smiling up at her and then glancing back at the menu, you watch this woman as she flips a new page open in her notebook and she jots down ale not begrudgingly but like she's ready for anything to be thrown at her when Mido says this you see her take the back of her wrist to her forehead and gently wipe a bead of sweat from her beautiful brow Uh, and as she looks down at you um, she is one of the most gorgeous servers you've ever seen Yes! <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Fantastic. The Romeo and Juliet over. Uh, and she smiles down at you and she says, what can I get you this morning? And I look up at her and I look her in the eyes and I'm like, oh, mon dieu. I need nothing now that I have a feast for the eyes here in front of me. Oh, what, uh, where's that accent from? <laughs> Far away, you don't know it. <laughs> it's a country called France. Wow, it's beautiful. I've never heard of it. You're very beautiful, full of phlegm. Oh, France. Yeah, you're right. It is. Uh, so uh, what do you, you want some coffee, juice? What can I get you? And I look at the menu and I'm like, I will have. Uh, I'm going to make up some words here. Sure. <laughs> You already look so over me. No, I'm, I'm went, in character. Sure. I'm in character. I'm a rundown waitress looking it. at a I'm man a from... Jamie, a how, how can you possibly get into that character, Jamie? That's so not I worked general... at a sushi restaurant for one night. Very that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you My very four much. four hours of serving oh, experience. Excuse me, it was an eight-hour shift when it was supposed to be a one-hour interview. Can you not come for me? <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I look at the waitress and I point at the menu and I'm like, I will have uh, the Tiefling uh, Fireball and the uh, Elven uh, Fru Fru Salad. Yep, the Fru Fru Salad, yep. <laughs> Thank you. And I will have the uh, the Goblin uh, Gourg. Uh, it's pronounced Grugo. Grugo. Mm-hmm. It, it all sounds the same with my accent, you yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grugo. Yep. Uh, and then I will have a uh, coffee. Okay. Would you like cream and sugar? 
of girls. Okay. She's writing this all down uh, without even looking up from her uh, notepad. And then she looks over to the next person at the table, who is Isla. Hi. What's the best thing on the menu? She looks up at you, looks down your menu and says, uh, for breakfast, I think it is the um, poached eggs on uh, ham slab. I'll have ham slab. <laughs> ham slab. <laughs> ham slab. That's what Isla likes. Okay. Um, can I ask you a question? Of course. What do you know about the carnival nearby? She kind of like shifts her weight to like a more relaxed stance. Like this whole time she's been standing there like ready, ready to write to and dash. Uh, and she kind of shifts her weight so she's more relaxed and standing there and she's thinking for a second and she's like, yeah, n- you know, this is not the first time it's come through town. Did you come for the carnival? No, but we happened upon it. It's okay. You know, I think for all the trouble it causes, it brings a lot of business into the town. And I'm grateful for that. I get a lot of really good tips when carny folks come through. Not the carnies themselves, but, you know, the people who come for the carnival. Um, and it does wonders for the Marcon economy. So what can I say? What kind of trouble does it cause? Oh, just, you know, kids get all riled up by it. They buy those, like, magic fireworks and things like that. They buy those uh, cantrip canisters and... They're all running around making trouble after the carnival for a few weeks, but then it moves on. The folks themselves are lovely. Hmm. Okay, thanks now for the eggs. how in the hell did You're I welcome. miss magic fireworks? <laughs> do you want some coffee? Iced, please. Sure. Can do. Uh, you, sir, Mido. Ale. 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 Okay, so, so two ales, then? Uh, probably bring four or five. Okay, noted. All right, and uh, you, ma'am. Uh, what do you recommend for your vegetarian options? Well, uh, the home fries are wonderful. We use purple potatoes uh, imported from Conistry. And uh, do you eat egg- eggs? Oh, yes. We do a, uh, a wonderful meatless eggs Benjamin. Oh, I totally want the eggs Benjamin. You read my mind. All right, Eggs Benjamin and Conistry Home Fries. You got it. Uh, is that all for you guys? Coffee? Any Anyone else? Could I also have an ale? <laughs> so five ales then. Yep. <laughs> all right. And I, uh, yes. I only wish you could sit here with us so I may learn more about you. That's sweet. She puts a hand on your shoulder and then puts the pen back up into her bun- or her hair, pulled back hair and uh, taps your table and walks away. And you guys are alone in this very crowded room. That is now, uh, now that you're not focusing on her, you notice kind of bustling with happy noise. I must have that woman. Yeah, she's hot. (laughs) Easily the most beautiful woman I have seen ever in my life. You come on a little bit strong. Does that work for you most of the time? Eh. Come see, come, sir. Mr. 100% of this. Sometimes good, sometimes kick in the crotch, whatever. Sure. (laughs) So it's a wide range. You miss a hundred percent of the spells you don't cast. It's or true. Something. They say that. That they do say that. Yeah. My personal uh, ideology is: you only get kicked in the crotch half the time. So keep going. <laughs> uh, as you guys are talking um, pretty quickly, an elven busboy comes up with a tray of your beverages and sets them down. Uh, he only sets down three ales in front of you, Mido, and he says. Uh, uh, the other two are on their way, sir. Uh, and he uh, gives the rest of you your coffees, your waters, and sets down a thing of um, creamer and 
sugar uh, on the table for you and walks away with his tray. Okay, as he's setting down the other stuff, I finish two ales and put the empties back on his tray. (laughs) Holy shit. Thank you. He watches that happen. Yeah, he's setting down the rest of your drinks. (laughs) As As he turns to walk away, I'm like... That sounds like a, the voice of a character that we will come to know and love exceptionally deeply in this campaign. Oh. I kind of wish he had a lisp. Uh, we could give him a lisp. Oh. <laughs> Christ alive. Wow, the accent is really coming and going this <laughs> session, everybody. Sorry. You're having a great time. Uh, What are we doing, guys? I forget. Are we supposed to... The robot has nothing to do with the bird. Oh, do you know what? No. I will be honest. I forgot about the bird till just now. So we have to go to Professor Killigan. Killigan Willivan. Killigan Wilverton. Wilvian. Also, I want to find the fuckers that put him in the cage to begin with. That's right. my C plot. <laughs> C plot. <laughs> the carnival is a B plot, right? I don't know. I can't tell. Like, I'm so... It's absolutely not important. It's up to us. It's up (laughs) to us. It's not up to you. It's not up to Jamie. Speaking of the um, carnival... My God, I couldn't come up with the word carnival. What... When they say magic fireworks, I'm imagining something Roman candle-like where they're, like, shooting it out. What is... What did you mean by that? Yeah, it's like, you know, those ones you can buy where it's, like, a stick and you can hold it and it shoots sparks out? Yes. Do they go far? No. Because it's it's ones that like kids can buy, you know? So there's those. And when I say like cantrips in a canister, I'm thinking like those, you know, those things you can toss on the ground and they explode in sparks? Yes. Like those. Like they're just fun tricks for kids to I buy. I want those. So I want to go to the carnival when brunch is over. <laughs> this just for a guy. moment. We won't do a whole nother hour and a half there. Okay. So um, as you guys sit around idly chatting, kind of trying to plan out the rest of your day, uh, your food comes and it's set down and it smells amazing. It looks amazing. Uh, JP, you ordered like three or four full meals. I did. And uh, all your food takes up most of the room on the table. They have to take the centerpiece away from the table. Excellent choice. Yes. Yep. Uh, I will eat the centerpiece too. Don't test me. (laughs) Um, it's all so good. Those of you that don't yet have a point of inspiration, gain one. <gasps> oh, I've never had one before. We all have one point of inspiration. I think I wrote. Oh, I gained a point of inspiration from eating ca- cotton candy for you, the first time. You have yes. one from cotton candy. Which was yep. my idea. Yeah, I think I've had one since before before that even. Do I still get a point of inspiration for Eggs Benjamin? No, sorry, man. I'm not stacking inspiration this campaign. Damn it. Sorry. It's too much power. Eggs Benjamin. Eggs Benjamin. You guys finish up your food and pay the bill. It is all told uh, nine gold pieces. Do we have that? Oh, yeah, we can afford that. JP, are you going to your number? I keep it in my ledger. Oh, he's got a real ledger this campaign. I literally have a ledger. Oh, my God. I love that. Fantasy ledger. I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world, so I vote. GP, you have pieces. to decide between money and a woman. You're Your two, two great, great loves. I'm willing to use the money to buy the affection of a woman. Okay, fair. It's a win. I do love money, but I do love ladies. 
He loves ladies. So can we say 11 gold? Total? Yeah. Fantastic. That's good with me. I just made that number up on the spot. I don't know if that's like accurate to money in D&D. I believed you. Okay. Whatever. It's expensive. It's expensive food. Inflation, you know? It's a exactly. city. City. You know, they hike the prices up for tourists. What did we call this place? Schlimbies? Schlimbies. What time is it now? It's been like an hour. Probably about two. Um, I would say this is the kind of place where you can lose track of time. The food takes a while to come out when they're super, super busy. So it's probably around 9 a.m. now. Okay. I think we can head over to the university, right? Yeah. Yay! Isla's skipping again. Oh, we have to check the meal. bulletin board for office hours. <laughs> College, am I right? Uh, you guys remember Killigan, uh, to Morgan's knowledge, is not an acting professor, right? Yeah. But he's oh. still at the university, he just lives right? There. He still oh. works in Marcon. Yeah. Lives in Marcon. Um, so, I mean, Marcon Kingsland is the city. You don't really know where he is. Oh, I thought you oh. had said he still lived at the university. He lives in Marcon Kingsland. Oh, then I have no oh. idea where we're going. Somebody else decided. I thought we were. Oh, actually, when the waitress comes back, I assume at some point, to give us like a bill. Um, I ask her, and I'm like, uh, excuse me, lovely lady, uh, I yes. have a small question for you, of and course. don't worry, mm-hmm. it is not sexual in nature. Great. Uh, we are looking for a man, uh, Killigan Wilvian, do you know of him? No, never heard that name. Ah, that is a shame. You can make it up to me by giving me a, a chance to woo you on a date. <laughs> Have a great night, folks. I don't even get a roll persuasion. <laughs> Have a good night. It's 9 a.m. <laughs> Do you want to roll persuasion? No, it's fine. <laughs> I thought I was persuasive. Um, well, I'm out of options. I don't know where he is. Do you want to go to the carnival to get fireworks? I mean, not to know. Because we're right near the carnival's, like, green, right? Yeah. Very close to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, is it, two blocks over. Is it open? Like, if it I wasn't wanted open to buy when you stuff? walked by it. Yeah, it was broken okay. down the first time. It's all, all boarded up. Yeah, the, people don't start carnivaling that early. So we're done, right? We're leaving the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we walk out, looking across at the carnival, does it look like it's open at all? I mean, you're kind of, like, two blocks away Past a couple buildings. Oh, I thought we were like right next to it. No, uh, it would be more over to where M7 is past that um, like main strip of M3 in one of those like residential areas. Oh, I thought I thought we came in M4. Sorry. Um. So, yeah, you, you would have to walk over there to see if it's open. I was fine with that. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. And then next plan, maybe ask around the university. for. Yeah. There's gotta be some people who know him. Yeah, that's true. To the carnival. To the carnival. So yeah, you guys, you guys make your way over to the carnival grounds. As you enter, it is still pretty boarded up. The occasional metal mannequin is walking around carrying things. Um, some of the carnival workers are opening up their booths, like you know, they pull the tops up and prop them with sticks, so they create those wooden awnings and. Um, some carnival workers are just stepping out of their trailers, drinking their coffee and stretching in the morning light. And, um, 
people, the townsfolk seem to still just be passing it by. Oh, okay. Um, well, we're close now, so we can just pop over to the university. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys only have to walk uh, about five or ten minutes to get to the university. And standing at the threshold of the property, this campus is enormous. It is realistically two buildings and some greenhouses behind the main huge school building. But those buildings are unbelievably large. Altogether, probably the size of about five blocks. And you enter at the long, long walkway towards the big main building. There's a smaller building on the left that is just kind of a rectangular three-story building with a single turret towards the southern entrance. And the building on your right is kind of a large misshapen L shape with, uh, you can see, a large turret tower on the back. And the fourth story is just the full right-hand side and turret. The third story caps off the L in front of you. And there are already students walking about. Most of the students are wearing some sort of garb from the university. It doesn't seem like it's required, but many of them are wearing sort of these long, beautiful purple robes that match the banners and... um, flags of the school which uh if you look up and see them they all depict the school's crest they all say college on them they all say college on them (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can't do this to me crabs (laughs) uh no all all of the banners and flags of the school show a a large golden elk with very very wide beautiful horns um, and on the top and bottom around it in Elvish is a term that says, who reads Elvish? Mido and JP, just Mido? I don't. Uh, I Mido, do. you, read, you read the school motto, which is power from intelligence, compassion from wisdom. Um, and that crest in those words are surrounded by filigree and beautifully sewn ivy leaves with berries intertwined. Sick. And. Yeah, this is like there's ivy growing on these like big brick walls. There's covered walkways all around the school. It's it's a beautifully like manicured campus. The building itself is ancient but very well taken care of. Um, and all four of you would know since this Marcon is the capital of Listethriol, the Royal Academy has been around as long as Listethriol. So this is a very, very, very old building. So... Which building do we think the artificing department is in? Any of you guys have a mint? I just had a lot of ale for breakfast. <laughs> You'll uh, fit right in with the college campus. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a mint for you. I'm sorry. I guess Wolf like we could go into like the main off, like the main building. Are there students near us? Yeah, are there yeah, any students all around? Approachable students. Make a perception check for approachable. Fourteen. How do you do, fellow teens? How do you do, Hmm. fellow teens? You see um, lots of people walking around, many of them carrying big, heavy tomes. Um, Who looks the weakest? (laughs) Who looks the weakest? Yes. Um, Who looks hungover? You see, (laughs) so you see sitting just under the shade of a uh, willow tree nestled in the crook of the L of the building, a half-orc person sitting on the ground with sunglasses on, leaning against Mm. the trunk of the tree with their bag propped against them, and they're just kind of 
tossing this woven bag of like beans up and down by themselves, whistling a tune. Now, All if right. anyone looks like they don't know where the artificing department is, <laughs> it's them. This guy's the coolest one on campus. <laughs> I can tell. All right. We, I'd approach him. Okay. You walk up to him? Yes. And what I, do you say? I say, hello. Do, do you know where the arti- artificery, what's the word? Artificing? Artificing building is? This guy tilts his glasses down the bridge of his nose and looks up at you and he's like, oh, shit. A cider. I've never seen a cider before. Oh, You're boy. fucking sick as hell. Jamie is Thanks, going bro. for it. What'd you say you needed? The artificer? Yeah. He stands up and uh, kind of flicks this thing over his shoulder that he was previously just kind of like head leaning on him. And you see that it's it's a long, narrow plank of wood with a wheel at either end. <sighs> and on the front end of it is a straight staff with a bar across the top. Scooter! He flicks this thing over his shoulder and he's like, uh, well, there's no separate building for artificing, but I can um, I can point you in the right direction for the department. It's a pretty small one. Okay. Can you help I'm us sorry, out? I didn't ki- yeah, absolutely. I didn't catch your name. Billy. Billy. Nice to meet you, Billy. I'm Urid. Urid? Urid. U-R-I-D. Urid. This is the least, of all the things in this game, this is the least realistic. If anybody on a college campus ever walked up to me and was like, hi, sorry, where's the English department? I would look at them and be like, uh... And just point. Oh, but you've never met Urid. <laughs> Urid. I kind of love him. Hey, Urid, do you know of any, like, students that would, like, get their jollies out of, you know, caging an endangered <laughs> animal or, uh, like, any anyone like that around? Get their jollies out of caging an endangered animal. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> got to commend you on the get their jollies. Never heard that before. Um, oh my god, Urid, you're like really just boosting me up today. I just I can't with you. I love you. Okay, but um, but imagine a kid coming up to you when you're in college <laughs> and asking if do you know any of the students on campus, and also if any of them would enjoy caging an endangered species. I think I would just pass away. <laughs> it's like, huh? Um, I can't say that I know of anybody that would cage endangered species for fun. I can't tell you that. Um, this but if they were ordered. For, I mean, like, yeah, you know, the school is like notorious for medical research. Things are, are collected all the time that um, we don't know much about. And this school learns about them and the students study them and we come up with the information about them. And then, you know, that information is widespread throughout Lestethriol. It's kind of what the Royal Academy is for. Okay. Okay. So, like, if there, if there were a magic or, like, endangered species that – Perhaps we didn't know much about, like, they, people from the academy would be sent out to collect the creature so we could learn about it. But then they'd cage it, and then some poisonous spiders might actually attack it, and then, like, you know, it would be hurt in that circumstance. I suppose if the circumstance also included having to travel through the spider woods, then yeah, that might happen, unfortunately. Yeah, like, that'd be a pretty stupid thing to do, a pretty reckless thing to do with an endangered species. So, like, you know, you know, it's, yeah, it sounds like not the best option, but um, I can't say, is this like, I'm sorry, is this based off of, like, real, like, an actual situation? Is this not a hypothetical anymore? It's, it's you- kind of a hypothetical. Are you grilling me for information? Because I, I've got to tell you, Billy, I don't have it. 
Okay, yeah, that's our. I just I wanted to know if you knew any like mindless sheeple around this place that would like you know no. do something like that. Aren't most people mindless sheeple, Billy? <laughs> you and I are the cool ones here, aren't Horrid. we? You know you've got a point. I you know. Most people think I don't, but I'm pretty sure I usually do. No, you're sharp. You're sh- it's like 7 a.m., dude. You're sharp. Fucking sick. He uh does a kickflip on his on his uh, little thing he's got. Oh my god. Did you shoulder. roll for he's a kickflip? I did roll for a kickflip. Hell yeah. <laughs> what did you right roll? D&D. Oh my Holy god. Shit. Mido Mido also thinks that he's cool and he just digs any random like a balled up pair of socks out of his bag or something and like throws it up and down like like Orid was doing, and he's like, "Yeah, I think people are sheep too. <laughs> the same." Orid, do you want to be our new Ander, or <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, if you need help around campus, um, um, I, I don't have a lecture until about ten, ten or twelve. So I've got a little time. In that time, could you possibly show us to the art officing department? Oh, for sure. Um, my next class is on the third floor, so I can totally show you up to the fourth. Um, and he uh, he puts his the wheels of his like strange contraption down on the ground, puts one foot on it, and starts pushing himself along with the mm-hmm. other, just uh, gaining slow speed so as to keep up with your walking speed. This is why I went to trade school. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like that mentality, mate. You know, get uh, get in on the you know, workforce quickly, make a lot of money that way. Yes. Right. Cool. Glad we're on the same page. That one's a little scary. He whispers to Billy. Oh yeah, don't worry about him. So um, he scoots up to the main entrance of the building. Uh, it's this like big, beautiful, columned uh entrance with a a pointed peak. Um, and you enter and are immediately welcomed by a large, long, vast hall um, horizontally laid out in front of you. In front of you, directly in front of you, across the very, very wide opening of the hall, are open double doors where students are filing in for an early morning lecture in a lecture hall. On your left, it kind of closes off into a more narrow hallway that goes pretty long towards your left and you lose sight of where it goes. Immediately on your right are large round wooden tables where students are already sitting, studying, doing homework, writing in scrolls, and reading tomes. And Orid leads you right past these wooden tables, directly towards the entrance to a curved out wall. Uh, And as you walk through the archway in this curved out wall, he starts leading you up a set of stairs, a set of curved stairs that go all the way around the perimeter of the turret, uh, which is closed off because in the center of the turret is a big round room where you saw the doorway to at the foot of the stairs. So you keep going up and up and up these stairs until you reach the third floor. And you walk out and students are already on their way to classes as a large church bell tolls somewhere on campus. Uh, indicating that the 9.30 a.m. classes have begun. Um, and Urid says, Oh, shit. Well, um, so if you go up one more set of stairs, there is not much more building left. It's directly down the hall, the long hall, the um, last room on the end of the hall towards the south. Uh, it is Professor Killigan's office. He is the head of the um, artificing department. Uh if you need any help, I'm assuming you're not students, so if you need help enrolling in the department, he's the one who'll help you. Thanks, Urid. Keep it real, man. Thank you. 
yeah, fucking sick, dogs. And uh, he scoots off towards his presumably next class. And what you is guys, it? You guys are at the stairs, uh, not yet up towards the fourth floor. Let's keep going. That was a cool guy. I liked a scooter. Can we get scooters? What's a scooter? Maybe they'll artifice one for us. Upsy stairs. So you guys uh, climb the last flight of stairs towards the final floor of this building. Um, and as you exit the the round tower, you are faced with the inner corner of the building. And to your right, there is one doorway leading to the building's highest lecture hall. And to your left is a long hallway with plenty of doors on the left and right and one set of tall wooden double doors at the very end. And it is all torch lit. Directly in front of us. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's the way we must go. Yes. You guys just go straight up and go to the door? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Check office hours. Is there a sign or anything outside his door? There is a simple golden plaque beside the door that says Professor Killigan Wilvian Artificer. Oh, yeah. Morgan doesn't know everything. Knock, knock, knock. knock. knock uh, as you knock, three loud, echoing thuds uh, echo out from behind the doors, and you hear muffled and from far away. Let them in. And the doors swing open inward, and you see two students in purple robes opening the large double doors and welcoming you in. Um, and this room is large like it's vast and large but it feels small because it's filled to the brim with instruments materials work work desks cluttered with papers and all all manner of things and at the very very back of the room kind of up separated from the clutter at a desk surrounded by books is a man as you approach the end of this room uh, you see a man who is Older. He's an older man, but not nearly as old as Morgan. He's got salt and pepper hair, well-trimmed, uh, very nicely groomed beard, and he is undeniably handsome. And he's, he sits there pouring over a long scroll that he, he scribbles down on, uh, checking his notes to the left every now and then be- between a few open books. Um, and without looking up, he says... Yes, my uh, my office hours have not started yet, but uh, what what can I help you with, folks? Real quickly, out of character, mm-hmm. it's been a full month since we were given this mission by Morgan. Mm-hmm. What do we need Wilvian for? For the clock? We need it for the... the watch is broken, yeah. Thank you. That's the goal. Thank you. Is it still around my neck like Flavor Flav? Is you it? Do you ever take it have off? Have you put it away? I don't think I did. I think I it's still around wearing it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Flaunt that's why it. that robot was so excited. Uh, that's what key. I thought. Damn. Did you have the key? You guys are good at yeah. D&D. <laughs> I don't even think about things. <laughs> the robot is still in your cart, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which no. I asked, How wide was that stairway? Did we get Camille up here? You didn't get Camille in the building. Damn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, he looks up and Hello, says, Professor. We are a group of... Uh, People who have now come for your help. <laughs> we are not students. We do not need your office hours. We need you to look at a clock and tell us if it can be repaired. It's magic. It is an artifact. Morgan sent we us. We are on a quest. Morgan sent us. That's true. The moment you say Morgan sent us, he puts his quill down gently and looks up at you over the rim of his glasses. And um, he's kind of, 
he's kind of stoic for a second. He doesn't make any sort of facial expressions. And then he cracks a very genuine smile and he says, Morgan sent you. Thank Christ. You're friends of Morgan? Yeah. His house always smells like pie. He does. Yeah. That is, that is, that's true. Um, how is he? about to try to kill us. He's fine. He lives in a bubble in another dimension. It's fine. Oh, wow. That's a big step up. Uh, good for him. He whispers to Mido. He said that like an ex. (laughs) (laughs) God. Drama. Um, How is he? He folds his hands in front of him and he looks you all over and he says, well, any friend of Morgan's is, is no foe of mine. So what is it that you need my help with? The clock. And I point at the Flava Flav clock that Allie it's or broken. Isla is wearing. We all point at Isla's chest. This is a <laughs> magical uh, a pocket watch. It's magic. It's magic and it's broken. Yes. Um, I, I take it off and give it to him. Okay, he reaches out and takes it from you, and he's still sitting at his desk, and he looks it over a few times before opening it and then pops the button and opens it, and it's huge in his hands. And he's like, this is, this is incredible. Where did... um?" Where did you find this? Where did we find this? Oh, on an, on another quest uh, on that a, we found via a quest. We were questing. Out of character, you did find it on a dragon. Oh, it had fallen horn. it had fallen with the bird and landed on the dragon and turned the dragon alive again. Mido is the plan here for you to avoid saying where it actually came from? Yeah. I was okay. going to. I don't know if everyone else wants to. That's just my instinct. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me. He, uh, yes, he acquired it in another city. This elf boy did. Impressive. This is a very rare find. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. These runes are, um, if not ancient, altogether borderline non-existent. Do you have any idea what the use of this clock is? No, but do you recognize the symbols? He kind of... um traces them with his finger over the broken glass for a few moments and 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 turns the thing over a few more times in his hands and he says um they're reminiscent of something old but nothing that is close enough for me to feel comfortable comparing them to any sort of ancient language or iconography do you know do you know what the original purpose of this clock was or are you just looking to have it fixed without destroying the magical integrity it's a clock. Uh, what else are clocks for? Know, I assume time. I'm a very yeah, utilitarian we're kinda, person. We're following Morgan's lead on this one, so function is 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 the prime objective. He uh, kind of like chuckles to himself when you say it's a clock. What are, what else are clocks for? And he snaps it shut in his hand and he says, "I can fix this for you." For a price, right? You're going to kill one of us. No, not for a price. I oh. just wonder how you've how you've come across Morgan. What have you what have you been doing with Morgan? Is he okay? Is he still working? Is, yeah. Are you running errands for him now, or has Pretty he moved much. on? Yeah, he's helping a friend of ours, so we're helping him. You know, Mido. He spots the tip of your spear. Uh, and he st- oh, shit. he calmly stands from his chair and walks around to the edge of the platform that his desk is up on and gently steps down and approaches you. And he kind of reaches out a hand and touches the feather at the tip of your spear. 
or the cluster of feathers, actually, I think. And he says, these are dazzling. Can I ask where you found them? They're ostrich. They're very expensive. Ostrich. Really? I've that never seen... was a German accent. <laughs> They're ostrich. You got, yeah, you know. You're From Austria. Hop, hopping all over Europe, you know. Hopping all over Europe. Can uh, I? Can big I... build. Big build. Ostrich. Ostriches are big birds. You're right. It's a big, big bird. Yeah. Quite angry. That's why they're so expensive. They're very hard to get. Can you roll a persuasion check? What were you going to say, Ellie? I was just going to... Can I do like some sort of check on him? Like Insight? And Yeah. Sure. 18. 17 on persuasion. Okay. He can't make heads or tails of you. He's just like want to believe you. Like there's really no reason not to. He's weird, Isla. He, you... Bad vibe. Not the greatest vibe. Was no. that an insight check? It was yeah. an insight check, yes. Yeah, I feel bad about him. Yeah, I There's give like shifty eyes sure. to everyone in the group. Billy's he kind of, like, but he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Billy. No. He he sees you looking at him, um, kind of suspiciously, Isla, and he he takes his hand away from the feathers uh, on Mido's spear and just sort of like absentmindedly starts twiddling with a necklace around his neck and. That he was already wearing? Yeah, 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 he was already wearing it. There's nothing, he didn't take anything from mm-hmm. Mido. He's just sort of like absentmindedly fiddling. And he says, um, it's, that's, that's quite a fine. I would be, I would be much obliged if, if you could part with one or two of those for me. You see, I've been, I've been searching for rare fauna all my life, especially with my work here. And these, I don't know if you know, seem to have, quite a dazzling, unique aura about them as far as the arcane goes. Real quick, there were two students in the room. Mm-hmm. Where are they? They're still standing by the door. They closed it behind you. How far behind us are they? It's a, I know it's a big room. How big? I'd I, say they're probably 65 feet away with you at oh the base God. of the steps. Like this room, thinking about it from the outside, this room takes up a third of this Wing. Stretch of floor, yeah. yes, okay. a third of this wing. This is a huge office, and it's probably because he's been teaching here for nearly a yeah. century. Okay, thank you. So, yes, I just wanted Can to know where they were. I make an insight check on the students to try and see if they're one of the, if they're like the students that helped with the bird. I think that would be investigation. Okay, like an investigation check, just yes, but also a vibe check. Yeah, yeah, from be- sixty-five well, feet away. Well, First of all, they're 65 feet away. Second of all, you didn't see the people who took the bird. Okay. So I know we just saw the carcasses of their friends. Oh, that's a good question. What's to say they didn't all die when the spiders attacked? I mean, Billy's like very intense that like maybe some of them still survived. I only asked because I wasn't sure if we like knew some of them had gotten away. So stepping back for a second. Yeah. When you when you came upon that horror, like the gore of that all. The only dead body that was there was a spider. There was one dead spider. There were spider there were footprints like... and drag marks. Oh, and I one there were set corpses. of footprints away. Okay. No corpses, okay. just a dead spider. All right. Can I like make a investigation check like on their uniforms or whatever to try and see like? Yeah, but you're gonna make it with disadvantage because they're sixty five feet away. Okay, fine. I don't even think I can. Oh see well, it's a crit fail, so. Right. Oh. So Double yeah, you see, so don't need to nothing. roll again. They're basically just purple blurs at the edge of the room. 
At least she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, we're still having our eyebrow conversation, and I'm saying, I think this guy tried to kidnap the bird. Billy's like, I kind of agree with you. But like, also... But also, I think he used henchmen for his dirty work. Eyebrows, eyebrows. We can, like, I remember the bird would, wanted the sand and the clock fixed, but the feathers, I don't like... The bird only wanted the clock fixed. It was it sad about the, the sand. cloth. It didn't care the about bird, the sand. It said the sand wasn't the important. The bird liked the cloth. The but bird like a, liked the cloth and was sad that you had a, only had a scrap. Um, it urged you to fix the clock. Said it was stolen, the cloth. It did say that. So, like, we can part with a feather and just kind of... I think the feather's what helps us when we go through the... I Yeah, I was going to say... The, uh, wait, static... We each have multiple feathers now, right? But I think the I more think you feathers, do have like a collection of like sixteen or so. We have yes, thirteen. We definitely but then do. he can also use the feather to. Go I was gonna say, do we want to hand that over to somebody? Like, sure. is it like Sonic, where like, are you gonna give Doctor Robotnik one Chaos Emerald? God, <laughs> I really like gotta watch a- that fucking movie. <laughs> do you, hey, want to know something fun? It. Those are all of the words about Sonic that I know in that sentence. Yes, really well done, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Do we give the bad guy one of the thing he obviously wants just in case he's like... Also, this is a wild out-of-character conversation to be having. Yeah, this is long. I imagine so, we're all commuting, communicating by eyebrows. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Um, after a few not, moments not of really. you standing there... Um, <laughs> We're just sitting so there in professor. silence. So just glancing at each you, other. Uh, fix it. Well, um, he turns it over in his hands one more time and he says, this, I mean, I'll need to recraft the glass and I'll need to actually figure out what the arcane purpose is. So my lowest estimate of time would be about a week to fix it. Cool. We have a bee quest we can work on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, well, the, the carnival. carnival. Oh, that's right. Um, can and we the stretch sequest, the carnival out for the, a whole uh, week? We'll find out. little guys that I need to beat up. The little guys I gotta beat up. <laughs> like, um, you like caging endangered animals? Is there an so urgency? So you like kicking butts, do ya? <laughs> <laughs> is, there, th- is there an urgent matter that this this watch needs to fix? No, an no angel speaking. bird's dying. But other than that, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna chop no. you in the fucking throat. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> an angel, angel bird. Yes. No, I'm just very impatient, and when I become impatient, uh, I shit places. So Is... if you don't want me to shit in your room, nope. Please don't. <laughs> Let's try a different way. Please don't Jesus. shit in my room. Is there anything we can do to help move the process along? Yeah, you know, um, I'm pretty smart. Do you need materials? He's drunk, but... I suppose if I... Well, I have many very talented students in the school who could help me and perhaps speed the process along. If there were any more information you could give me that might help, um, just knowing the origins of the objects might intuit what the purpose is. Um, Perhaps Morgan has some more insight on this for me, so maybe I could... Pay him a visit, though I'm sure he's up and moved his whole locale since the the last time we spoke. Um, yeah, he kind of hinted that there was some secrecy involved. Do you want to like write down some questions and we can send it via Raven? 
AKA we can use the key. Right. Yes, well, that will be about three days uh, for that to come back. If, um, if our ravens are really quick, be. they're like instant yeah. message ravens. Uh, I have a horse. I will take the horse there. I will ride the horse back. It will be a day. Yeah, everybody roll a purse. Or you know what, Billy and JP roll persa- persuasion. 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 Ooh, a good one. Twenty-one. Eight. I do literally have a horse. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to use your argument and her role. He oh. says, okay, well, if, you know, if you have a way to make it go faster, you know, the faster you can make it happen, the better. I will begin work on this right away. I'll hand it off to my students so they can get it over to one of my labs and we can start tinkering around with it and figure out what the whole deal is and I can get to work fixing it. We have plenty of materials here at the school and whatever I can't find, I can always send out for. So you get on... Um, Getting that, I will write down some questions for you, and perhaps I can get in communication with Morgan via one of you. Perfect. And, and you other three will, would you like to just stick around at the school? There's plenty of fun lectures to sit in on. No one will question your being here, and if you'd like, you're more than welcome to use any of my labs to your advantage. Thank you very Ooh. much. Thank of course, you. you're welcome. Do you have any of those uh, slidey wheelie things that Urid rides around on? Urid. <laughs> This man's like, who the fuck is Urid? He's the coolest guy on campus, don't He's you know? He's the coolest guy on campus. That kid, yes, I do know that kid. You know, he made that thing. There's no, no one else has ever made, I suppose you could make one yourself. It's really just a piece of wood with some wheels and a stick, isn't it? <laughs> it's <laughs> so much more. It? It's not exactly rocket science, <laughs> is it, you dipshits? What did he call it? Oh, he called it something that made me actually laugh for the first time. Ever? In your whole life? No, in a while, in a while. I have a very serious job. I'm a very serious person. I think he person. called it a kickstick. Maybe? I don't know. Ask it, him about it. It wasn't ripstick. Yuck. He's actually always around. So um, he goes back up to his desk. He's always around. <laughs> He's never <laughs> been to class. He goes back up to his desk and starts writing a few questions down and holds the piece of parchment and hands it to you. And he says, um, I look forward to your quick return. I will head out with my students to my main artificing lab and get to work on this. Uh, and what are you three doing? So, well, I haven't left yet. I mean, the so the four of you and Killigan and his two students are exiting his office and he's locking it up. From Can here, I make an investigation doing? check okay. on the students as we leave? Sure. Yeah. 15. These two students are normal people. One of them is human. Uh, one of them is an elf. The human looks to be about 19 years old. Uh, the elf also looks pretty young. Um, they are just students. They're both wearing uh, some form of this this Royal Academy purple garb. Um, and one of them has a uh, drawstring bag on his back. Anything of note on their uniform? No, they both just have the emblem in some form or another sewn on. Okay. You didn't uh, say the elf sage because you didn't want to fuck with my made-up character mythology that a 90-year-old elf would still act like a teenager. <laughs> no. No, that's I like not that. what I did. That was fun. So they're like walking elsewhere, I assume, him and his students. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're still sort of hanging back for a moment. Uh, yeah, he's locking up the door and he's he's kind of, yeah, leading. I think 
Billy and Mido are probably following them. I don't know. The whole exchange of it is he's locking the doors yeah. and him and the students are, are walking Are we behind him you. and the students? Yeah, just a bit. A step. I want to like, I once he's out of earshot, talk to JP before he goes. That's that's what I wanted yeah. to. I just want yeah. to talk to them without being like overheard. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's walking um, around the corner. His main lab that he works in is on that little left bit that is like just a scrap of extension out towards the the left side of the building um that whole wing what's left of it anyway is his lab so he is walking in there with them and you guys cannot follow if you want okay because i just want to look at everybody and be like i hold up the questions and i'm like am i taking this to morgan yeah well we can use the key to get there but tell them that we got a bad vibe no, I just folded it. Can I open it and read it? Yeah. Um, it's just, it says something quick like, hello, Morgan, long time no talk. A uh, few of your your friends here have come to see me about a watch. Um, the most information you could possibly give me about it would be great, including but not limited to its origins, its possible purpose, how you came across it. I I trust you know the full story that the the elf has told. Best regards. Hope to talk soon. Kill again. Okay. So I fold it back up. Yeah. I think you should. we should take the mannequin to him. Ooh. And see if he can. This is true. Good get. Uh, should, uh, do we all go? Does one of us bring the letter and the mannequin? We can all and go, then come right? Back? Also, question for the, how the key works. It brings us there, not back. Yeah, it brings you there, not back. Oh. Yeah, it's just you open it and it brings you to his house. So we would still have to come back to Mark on Kingsland. But what if we left the door open? Now there's a question. What if we artifice a door? Does it like slam behind you? (laughs) No, it'll leave the portal open, but that leaves the portal open to Morgan's home. Yeah, but we could like just go quickly into like a closet and like... Look, very quickly hand off the questions and be like, we'll check back in like 10 minutes, maybe. We could write our own additional note to Morgan and say, hey, these are the questions from the guy. But also, just so you know, we caught a bad vibe off of him and he's trying to steal our feathers and we think he's really well, sus. Well, one of you will why be there. Yeah, why doesn't one of us go through and then, and then the others just keep watch stand guard the at the door? Just like That's put a, good... a thing in the door and then we can. Good oh, idea. Duh, duh, yeah. You still okay. want to bring the mannequin to him. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. That's easy okay. enough to get. So um, let's trowel the streets of Mark on Kingsland, find a weird little back alley, pop open a door, and throw that mannequin boy through. Mannequin boy. So two of us will go and bring in the mannequin, and two of us will guard the door? Sure. One of the students pops their head out into the hall, and he says, I'm sorry, are you not um coming to watch and see and help? And Is anybody... Going to, you know, survey the actual diagnostics. Yeah. Professor Killigan told us to go to lectures and things. I mean, well, he also said that if you'd like to help, that would be a great service. So whatever you please. If I'm we catching would like to passive aggressive vibes from you. Oh, uh, you also do not pass I, the vibe. Check. I could go. I'll go. Yeah, I'm a very objective scientific man. The least magic of you all. <laughs> Okay, Mido goes with them to ch- keep an eye on the watch. 
uh, JP goes through with the mannequin. Isla and Billy guard the door. I love it. There should definitely be two of us yeah. guarding the door. Sounds good. Yes, I concur. Hey, it's your DM, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope you enjoyed it. In fact, I hope you're enjoying all of season two. We are having an absolute blast, and we really hope that you are liking this season as much or more than Harmony. Um, if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe to us on whichever platform it is you get your favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review, especially on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It would help a lot. Also, I highly recommend following us on Twitter and Instagram at A Adventure Cast to keep up with all of the current news about our show. If you feel like posting about our podcast, please use the hashtag AttemptedAdventureCast as well as tagging us so we can see it. I am super, super enjoying writing this campaign, and I think we're having a lot of fun playing it. These characters are definitely very, very fun for us. I really hope that you're liking what you're hearing so far, and I hope that you're excited for more. And as always, friends, I will catch you in the next one.